Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm back, Morty. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm back from the future. Um, yeah, welcome to the Holly and Josh uh, hi, Show. Uh, hi, Josh. Welcome to the Morty and Josh Show. I did both. You did. So that's lovely. The Rorty. Um, Rorty Cotton. Um, we are this week playing some music from Kulk, War Waves, and Horrible Dolphins. As well, we're going to be talking about uh, two new things, uh, Beat Chain and Fan Coda, who are sort of... Um, business to business, business uh, fan growing services as well as the role of the record industry uh, the record the recording company in the, in the music industry nowadays so yeah yeah things that we can talk about but firstly how was your holiday harley it was great man i have spent lots of time in a hot tub mm. in also other in couples. a sauna yeah in a sauna and a steam room and i got shot and it was a really good fun. Um, okay, so you, you glazed over something right there. <laughs> Just double back. So you went to a sauna? Yeah, yeah, I went to a sauna. Oh. Well, no, we had one in our villa. Amazing. Yeah, that no, was did really you, good. Did you get shot in the sauna? No, I got shot in the paintball ring. Oh, um, <laughs> ring. Uh, Field. Mm, radio man, remember? <laughs> Don't want to know about your paintball ring. Um, <laughs> well, 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 I didn't know they did paintballing in Centre Parks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did laser tag. We did paintballing and we also <laughs> all took Nerf guns on holiday with us. Great idea. What yeah, great it was idea. it was it was hectic. It's it, lovely. It was really good fun. It was but cool. you, you're so, saying that you used it as quite a sort of a reflection point. That's what you use holidays as. Well, yeah, I although I had my phone on me, I tried not to look at my phone a lot mm-hmm. over that and try to sort of really be not working. There was a few moments where I did. Um but uh, I know yourself and uh, Raina were, were quite um, courteous to not mess, not sort of contact me unless it was a, like a, an emergency or yeah. necessary, which um, which I really appreciate. You know, um, it's really awkward for people like us who are friends. I hope you're my friend. Sort of, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take that as a yes. But we're, we're friends, but we work together, so it's a little bit awkward in that situation. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I did use it for a time to reflect. Um, long haul and short haul. Yeah. Uh, or how I'm going to sort of how I want to approach things. I do want to sort of try and, when I'm a bit quieter, socialize a bit more with uh, my musician friends in a non musical way. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like I see people like Rainer uh-huh. socially less now that we work together. Yeah. But the problem is you don't play with it much. Uh, no, but like, we teach together. So we feel yeah. like we see each other. We don't need to see each other outside of work. But actually, we do because we don't get to actually. Hangers friends. Yeah. So there isn't like a lot of my mu- my friends are musicians. Yeah. But like it's like all my friends are metalheads. Uh, lesson Jake. Um. But like you know I, I I don't play with much of them. Like I get to play yeah. with Rainer, Rich, and Murray. Yeah. And that's about it. I don't get to play with you or no. Tom McCarthy or Rob Lewis. Well, we do get to play together. Oh, sorry, I do. Yeah, because we have <laughs> Hobbit and Hopefuls. But we don't get to practice that much. That's no, the thing. Like no. you know, so we'll do a gig every once in a while. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, that's fun to do that because it is like a different form of conversation, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's um, yeah, that's Be- a. Uh, so that's one thing that I kind of was kind of reflecting on and uh, working out. I did a lot of thinking on holiday. Mm. You got a lot of time in a sauna and a steam room to sort. Yeah, of you were doing that whole doing that sculpture sculpture of the thinking man whilst also with the little ring finger at the bottom there. That's exactly what I was doing <laughs> the entire the holiday. A squirrel came man. by and was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the other thing I was I was kind of really thinking about, which is something we talked about before the show, um, is sort of streamlining everything that I'm going to be up to this month. My next day off now is Christmas Day. Rock and roll. I have got um, it's either AV, uh, audio work, teaching, gigging, rehearsing, and other things, recording as well. I've got a couple of days recording. Mm. So I'm actually working every day up until Christmas, which is not, um, well, I say it's not ideal. It's very ideal for me being able to afford to Christmas Mm -hmm. um, and afford also to have a quiet January and February because they are the the graveyard months. Yeah, they are. I've 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 made kind of a conscious decision of, of of trying to get a lot of gigs for January, yeah, and that's really helped. So I mean, are you kind of uh, so is it a lot of chart attack and Area Fifty One stuff? Yes. Um, get so your bingo cards out, guys. I, I think I have nine gigs with chart attack that's this great. month. I've got one with uh, well, I had one with Hoppy and the Hopefuls. I've got one with the yeah, Mementos, um, and a few other ones. Uh, we'll talk about the 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 Hopefuls gig uh, with you in a bit because. I want to talk about 
the way that I'm streamlining my work because mm. uh, I'm, I'm going to really sort of push to sort of a any time that I have where I'm not working to spend that time either with Nikki, my girlfriend, or with, with friends, or just doing nothing. Mm. Uh, I've got loads of ideas musically. I've, I've been writing some stuff, and I'm going to put that on the back burner until January. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got time to do it. Yeah, I've got other things where I'm kind of uh, sort of really sort of biding my time. I've, we've managed to finish all of our Christmas shopping. Yeah, you told me this. That blows my mind. I don't. I don't feel comfortable. I am actually. My, my, I have got plans for Christmas Eve before I get to my gig at uh, Shepherd and Dog in Hoseley, I believe. Uh, I'm going to walk through town on Christmas Eve and just to chuckle watch smugly to myself. <laughs> that is my plan. You're a smug chuckler. I'm a smug chuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Chuck Smuggler. <laughs> just mm. people called Charlie, you just get them across the border. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the other thing I, I, I've got, so, you know, it's, it's the little things as well, you know, um, uh, trying, well, uh, I, I've eradicated laces from my life. Oh my God, what? But you're wearing laces right now. Am I though? What? They're rubber. Yeah, boy. I've, I, I found these online. I got them. That's a so thing. I have rubber laces on my shoes so they're just now slip on shoes and they're really comfy so wow. there we go add those to your stocking list so um, they're they're, they're non-slip both yeah. both ways you wear them from the top down and the bottom up exactly they're great Look, i can i can uh, i always take ages to tie my laces so um and that's like five minutes of my day tying laces so i'm just gonna find little bits here and there just to streamline my time <laughs> to to save uh, I think overall, the laces is going to be the most. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the most time I've actually saved. Yeah. I think of anything nice. else, um, dude. Yeah, I, I, I might stop uh, leaving kisses on my texts. Those, oh, yeah, yeah. those extra two X's at the end when you're just yeah, texting yeah. your mum. No, I can get that's rid of that. Like point Sa- two seconds. Save a lot of time on that sort yeah. of thing. Just don't um, give love out. Why do you want to do that? No, no, I ain't got time to love. It's Christmas. Ain't got time. Do you know what time of year it is? <laughs> it's uh, buying time. People. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah, that's, that's my that's my uh, thing um, for that's my plan for any other people have any ideas for how I can save time, whether it saves hours, minutes or seconds. Uh, let me know. Even trimming. I, I yeah. want to see by the end of December, you Shine. are like a full on blonde Santa going on. Oh, you am I going to go for the whole, whole month without shaving? Because yes. I always shave before a gig because I don't like looking fluffy. But see, that's just wasting too much time, isn't it? Okay, I'll, I will see how I go. We'll take it a week at a time, and I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, we'll, we'll have progress. We'll have a progress. Why going even on. bother getting dressed? Really think about it. I mean, you'll yeah. survive outside. Or why do bother getting for undressed? About Ten minutes. Oh yeah, true. Sleep in your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Just get up and go. Yeah. So yeah. Get some like silica gel packets under your arms. You know, yeah. those little things. Oh, this that could work. Yeah. 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 Seriously, I mean, they'd suck up all those horrible juices. <laughs> I have a feeling that I might end up with some horrible skin infection. <laughs> yeah, find out you're you're allergic to silica. Oh, amazing! Well, yeah, I think uh, you you forget that the sort of little things to do with with, with time really help everything. Uh, it's my my ethos is that I don't like it when people say they don't have time for stuff. Um, yeah. I, I I prefer it if people sit there and say I I I don't want to do that. Um, so because yeah. the amount of times that. Um, you know, I've, I've been on somebody to either help me with a booking because it's, you know, it's part of their business as well. Yeah. Or they've been like, oh, sorry, I just haven't, need to, haven't had any time this week. It's like, no, you don't want to prioritize that. So if you're not prioritizing it, don't do it. So I think it's good that you're finding things you're like, that's not a priority, cut it out. Well, <laughs> this has been kind of spurred on from a conversation we had a little while ago because you, you're very good at saying, no, you do have time, you're just not making time. And I'm... Um, <laughs> sorry, Dave Brown's just sent me a text with a kiss on the end. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> That's the first time he's ever done that. They literally just um, send you a message with a kiss. Just, yeah. just a kiss. Yeah, so... Um, it's a waste of time, mate. Yeah, I know, right? So, where were we? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, you're very good at saying you're not making time. And every time I'm like, no, you're right, I'm not making the time. Mm. And uh, a conversation we had last week, and I went, actually, no, I literally don't have time. I've got so much going on in December that I don't have time to do the extra little things on the site that I wish I could. Mm-hmm. So those things that I want to do, sack them off. Mm-hmm. I'll have plenty of time in January. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that, that, that kind of what spurred me yeah. on to thinking in that way. Exactly. And it's good that we have these conversations that, that sort of 
make you think and go, how can I be more? Live without you. Sorry. <laughs> how can I be more? How can I be this? How can I be better at something? How can I uh, stop sort of wasting time leaving mm. kisses at the end of text to my loved ones? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, it's just like uh, with me, I, um, I, I, I have ruled out saying I just don't have time from my vocabulary because I'll sit there and find myself playing PS4. Mm. And, you know, I'll be sort of like an hour or two hours in. And I'm like, I told somebody that I couldn't do that thing for them, which was a paid job mm. uh, because I didn't have time and I'm doing this. So the priority is skewed. So I have to literally just say, no, it's just I don't I didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say to them, you know, I, I just say, no, I don't want to do that. Do you um, do you schedule you time into your schedule? No, I'm not a very good scheduler. I'm literally just like, right, I'll get a bunch of stuff done and I'll see how much time I've got afterwards. Right. So I'll just be like, that needs doing, that needs doing, that needs doing. Prioritizing things is quite difficult sometimes because you're sitting there going, oh, how does one gauge importance? So yeah. you kind of like, you end up just like, okay, we'll just get the most immediate thing done. Yeah. And then uh, if you've got time afterwards and then you find you've done loads of unimmediate pro- problems, you've sorted them all. And at the end, you just be like, oh yeah. I was supposed to sort out the one big problem that the deadline was today. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ah, come on. So, I, yeah. I have been in situations where I've gone, I need to do stuff, but my headspace is, is is all over the place. I need some time just to just do me and be me and do exactly what I want to do right now. Which is you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whether that is in the case of playing Xbox, playing PlayStation, going for a walk, uh, going to the gym, uh, finding a quiet place finding finding your own sort of headspace where you can just be not thinking about that kind of thing and yeah. um, just doing yourself. that is quite an important thing for self-employed people um, to sort of be able to give themselves that time for themselves because yeah. if you are nothing but your your work uh, and work gets too much then you're not leaving enough for you you need hmm. to leave some energy for yourself yeah exactly because I mean where, where do you think the motivation for the stuff that is important is coming from. It's not coming from outside anywhere. It's coming from in your own head, from your own uh, perspective and your own situation. Mm. So if you end up, you know, being too stressed because you're doing loads of jobs that you actually don't really care about, yeah. th- what you actually produce, the work that you produce is just not going to be good, is it? Because no. you, you, you're, like, you're going to be like, eh, maybe I'll, I'll just knock that one out or, you know, you won't be sitting there going, right, I'm going to throw myself at this. You'll just be like, right, I'll just get that done and, and throw yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you're especially in this world where we are, we're creatives. It's not worth our our name or I don't know if that's the right term, but it's not we we owe it to ourselves to give the best that we can give. Yeah. To I mean, you touched on something interesting there, which is just like uh, brand ideals It's kind of yeah. like um, in music. I think a lot more people are, are coming around to the fact that they are a brand uh, yeah. it's a bit of a dirty word but you know bands have been brands for many years i mean look at you know just the, the how you yeah. know you can get branding across everything not just you know branding isn't just in just what people think it is it's a logo you know or it's a color palette or something like that branding is is more to do with the ideals of your business yeah and uh and also what's you know what you consider to be going under the umbrella of yeah. your company, which is yourself. So, uh, if and you I think music's more of that than it is of any other sort of company because it is. Uh, someone said once that you're not when you're when you're sort of building a band's brand, mm-hmm. band brand, brand brand. Um, you are. It's like making a movie, and the brand is the universe that the movie's in. Right. People fall in love with Harry, Harry Potter because. It's got this world, this big world to it, and that you want to be a part of. And those bands that you want to be a part of have that world around them, and they're in like another world. And that's what that band's brand is. Yes, yeah, the world that they live in. Yeah, no. So I think it's it's important what you, the work you're doing. Yeah. Just keep yeah, keep going. So yeah, just work on your brand ideals, like you're saying. Just sit there and think. Okay, you know, what does my brand want to do? Does it want to do audio visual? Does it want to do original music? Mm-hmm. Does it want to do cover shows? Does it want to do um, you know sound design and, and and production for for lots of companies? There's a lot of different things mm-hmm. there to fit under your umbrella. It's like um, and what you're doing right now is streamlining. Okay. Does, does this need to be part of it? You know, yeah. does, does X need to be part of Y um, and why? 
So, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, right. no, no, I think that's, that's a good lesson for a lot of people um, is just to sit there and think, think what are your brand ideals and, uh, and get yourself get yourself in, in line with them. So, you know what I mean, it, Harley, I'm, I'm super proud of you. And I just I just want you to know that that you should, you know, keep doing stuff and live in your own little universe. Harley did stuff. Well done, buddy. Bling. Oh, guess what, mate? What? It's nearly Christmas. <laughs> and there's so many gigs going on, everything. <laughs> forgot about you forgot that about one. that one. That was Elliot, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Elliot. Was Elliot, Elliot. Uh, McCall from Chart Attack. <laughs> from Chart Attack, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of gigs going on. And uh, one of the most important gigs that that is around at all for the for the next year maybe um yeah. war waves uh they've been around for quite a while now yeah um and i remember seeing them back at swan fest a couple of years back yeah before our good friend dan dolman joined them yeah being very impressed i remember them being ex-copper pilot guys and lots of great poetry um uh, it's got they've got this nice sort of like um, a shoegaze vibe to him, sort of mm. my bloody Valentine, but but much less electronic. Um, I've always really enjoyed, uh, you know, people that can make a good soundscape out of just a band. Yeah, you know, I say just a band, but you know, the, the standard. To add. Yeah, guitar, bass, drums. You know, just you know, bog standard, but still being able to make a soundscape that's quite sort of airy and it breathes um, without being too limited. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, they are having their very last show this yeah. weekend. No, it's it's a real shame, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we you know we've liked them since we started uh, Harley and Josh show. Um. They are releasing an EP. Um. It's just called Be Well, which is quite a nice little mm. uh, like sort of a goodbye saying, isn't it? Yeah. All right, I'm off. Be well. Be well. Um. So yeah. Um. In in respect to the, the they they're not they haven't fallen out, which is no. what I like about them. Dan was Dan was giving us the lowdown and just saying that um. They're kind of going out on a high. Yeah, a lot of the end while it's good. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is really great. It's, it's a great idea, isn't it? It's just you know while the getting's good, yeah. um, and you know while they're still mates, you know they <laughs> haven't killed each other yet. Um, so it's kind of that thing of uh, the guys have written songs that are very personal to them, and in the past have related to a certain situation or person mm. that they just don't want to think about anymore but then the, so the the concept of going out and touring those songs and those lyrics and you know letting that person kind of live rent free in your head yeah i can see that that's a little bit it can take its toll um so you know you're going out there and you're singing about someone that you have a how how in love you are with them or or how much they make you sick mm. um and that's just not who you are now so yeah. that person might be your friend now or that person may have dumped you and just left you feel yeah feeling just you know completely alone so yeah uh much respect to war waves uh, i want to go give you guys a play because we do like this song um this one is called lion's head there's a video for this and they've got an ep coming out this weekend stick around for the gig list to find out That was Lion's Head by War Waves. Uh, fantastic little uh, triplet halftime yeah. breakdown at the end there. I really like that. Um, yeah, it's great, isn't it? We're both rocking out to that one. Uh, courtesy of Steve Mann from Backwater Records for that one. Good old man. I like that bloke. I've been, you know, I've known him for many, many years, and he's always been a great supporter of local music. So check out Backwater Records. Um, so yeah, my week. Ding, 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 ding. What did I do? <laughs> some stuff and I'm going to tell you about it um, so uh, I've been teaching I've been finding that my, my lessons have been getting uh, much more professional recently because of just the volume that I'm teaching at the moment right. it's just really loud now, um, I'm, just, I'm just teaching so much more play an E <laughs> now um, so yeah uh, I've ended up uh, being able to uh, streamline you know sort of yeah. you know plan a lesson and and give it to lots of different students uh, at different levels so that there are different understandings and I'm finding myself being much more proud of the lessons I've taught by the end of it so yeah um, if you want lessons come to the rock project or be a student at Moreland <laughs> or yeah, Rendlesham uh, Primary. Actually, I'm going to be doing some stuff from Rendlesham. So, nice. yeah. Um, uh, so that would have been fun. Had a haircut with Murray. We've got a bloke that comes around our house and he's styled us ever since we were about 14. Oh, Colin. Um, he does a great job. <laughs> well, he's, yeah, I don't know. Colin was introduced to be my Murray Collins. And, uh, and they he's, should get married. So his uh, name is Colin Collins. Colin Collins. Collins. <laughs> It'd be great. 
get married. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we. Oh. Um, but yeah, so uh, so we, the thing is, we had it. We had our haircut on Friday, and then we had a gig at the University of Essex Winter Night Fair, courtesy of the SU, um, which was great. But I've I've just had a buzz cut now. My, my hair was very long, and so I could have all the the rockabilly slick thing. Mm. And I've had a buzz cut on the side, and then I forgot that I'd be playing outside for two hours in the freezing cold. And I was like, oh, my head's cold. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. My scalp does have nerve endings. I think we've all had that. Like when we had used to have that back in the days when we used to have long hair and then we cut hair off like, like oh, my head's so light and my like, ears are so cold my face coat um so <laughs> yeah um that was a really fun gig um it was it, so it was a big sort of variety fair thing that um the students and the students union put on thanks to johnny marriott from pet needs booked us for that so Sweet. the lead singer from pet needs holly and josh show favorites mm. um they uh yeah put on a great thing there was some some singers there dan king who had this kind of Kendrick Lamar meets Drake kind of vibe. Um, um, but yeah, it was quite joyful. Um, yeah. Kind of arrested development style hip hop. So yeah, it, was, it's the, it wasn't too dark yet. Uh, but he's all over, um, I think, just Apple Music. I don't think he's on Spotify. So check him out. Okay. Um, so he's you know, doing one of those aggregator um, deals where he's going straight to one particular yeah. streaming service you can oh, see it happening it's starting, just like we're saying. It's starting. so yeah um that was interesting and we played two sets mm. um uh, of, of 45 minutes and it was really great we got to play some of our own songs to a to a crowd the a very diverse crowd which is great which is what you get in university like yeah. you know it's nice and equal parts male female and lots of different ethnicities and beliefs which great. is you don't always get that in a pub no <laughs> because there is alcohol in the pub so a lot of people especially if they're celebrating ramadan or something like this you just won't get them there yeah. or they just won't drink because of their religion etc so um so it's really nice to be able to just bring it to lots of different people and see the the reactions from people that wouldn't usually listen to rockabilly that's cool um, yeah yeah nice. so that was really nice um and just nice to sort of meet different people um and um yeah so we played two sets there it all went quite well actually it was running a bit late but then somebody pulled out so <laughs> everything I, kind of went like, on time because of that um when those oh no oh okay <laughs> exactly but yeah it's one of those load-ins where it's multiple floors and uh, multiple lifts and different ways of getting into that so those load-ins are great um but yeah, right at the end, they they cut the, they cut us out. <laughs> they cut well, cut off like they didn't cut off the amps because obviously they couldn't do that. No. But they cut off the PA um, without telling me. Um, fair enough, it was for an emergency. They were like, apparently they've got to be able to hear their thing. So I'm just mid song and I'm like, there's no mic, and he's like, yeah, we've had to turn it uh, off. Okay. And I was just like, you could could you just say that to me before you cut it off? Yeah. Just say yeah, we've got to cut we've got to cut the sound so I could just end the song and be like, all right, thank you very much, goodbye. And we sort of petered out. We just sort of did like an acoustic jam yeah. towards the end. I was like, oh, okay, do we just we'll just do something slow and I'll just sing loud to the people on the stage. And then after the end, I was just like, can you just give me the mic and just turn the mic on? And I was like, you know, thanks everybody, we got to go. Um, so I don't like that, That's, but yeah. I was like, come on, you got to just say to somebody, right, I'm cutting the mic now, just so it doesn't look and they didn't as unprofessional. Give you, it wasn't like they gave you a warning or anything. No. Or, oh, it was for emergency, wasn't it? Yeah, was exactly. It? But I mean, work. you know, it was a guy, it was one bloke that came over complaining. He was like, I can't hear the phone if it goes off. I was just like, uh, okay, so there's not actually something. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't quite happy with that one, but the rest of the gig was really great. So cool. cheers, Johnny Mar Marriott and everybody for sorting that one out. Nice uh, one. We had a gig together on we the did. Saturday at the Punch and Judy. I didn't know that they were doing gigs, but no, apparently they... they, they got music here, there. I think they've got music there every weekend every week. up until Christmas. They've got which is... Barney Holmes. Oh, have they? Nice. There, I believe next week or the week after. Check their Facebook page. Hopefully he's uh, feeling better. I've seen he's lot of pictures of him in hospital at the moment i don't quite know what's up but um he seems to be uh getting by and that's, that's and good well if he's gigging like yeah <laughs> i hope he's Ho gonna be feeling 100%. yeah hopefully so yeah uh, get well soon barney that was nice though because we played a couple of new songs we songs did. that you hadn't rehearsed with us no, and no. turned up and played them yeah so. and they went they went really well good vibes from all sides of the yeah, stage exactly. my playing wasn't the best um there were some points where i messed up um and I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I took on a lot of the songs that I don't usually sing yeah. from, from Andy because she was feeling under the weather. And you did really well with those, really well. Like, Thanks, man. But yeah, I wasn't, especially some of them were completely out of my range. Yeah, there was a few that were on the, on the higher end, but you still managed to hold them in, in some in you know. some form anyway. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys did a good job. Um, and uh, yeah, I could, we had, it was probably the biggest stage that we've played on. Oh, it was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. We, 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 we've played on, like Gardner's Arms, probably 
the second biggest that we that was cramped. That was, and exactly, still was kind of cramped. So yeah, it was quite nice to have a little bit of space to move around in. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, Sunday uh, I had my housewarming party, which you turned up to, didn't you? Yes, it was really nice. It was it was cool. I, I mean, I wasn't really there. For yeah, you were like five minutes, but yeah. <laughs> on the way home, you're like, "Hey, bye." Yeah, but um, but, yeah. There was, so, uh, you where, where were you? You were working during the day, weren't you? Or you um, were I, no, I, was, I was with Nikki. Yeah, I was. I was oh, nice. Um, because uh, uh, she wasn't very well, so uh, Bless her. I was looking after her. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for just making at least five minutes to come around and have a look at the house. Um, no yeah, worries. and uh, yeah, we just sort of we had a we had a big group of, of of musicians and weirdos in my house. I think there was about thirty odd people in my house at one point. I was going to say it's not a, not a big house. So I was going to say no. was, it, was it crowded? It was pretty crowded. Yeah. It was pretty crowded, but nothing was broken. I'm slightly hungover today, as you can probably hear from my voice, everybody. <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, so uh, it kind of, it, it took every fiber of my being to wake up this morning after listening to loads of really good music and drinking great amounts of beer yeah. um, uh, with, with you know, really close friends, uh, wonderful people and wonderful musicians. Yeah. Um, uh, then waking up this morning and being like, oh, I've got to get out of bed. I've got to do research for the show. So <laughs> so on, on that point, um, I'm going to play a bit of music and uh, I would like, to talk about some real interesting music no news music knows um so uh this band that we've played quite a few times this particular song they are playing locally and live very soon this weekend so check them out this is Kulk uh, with fix me <laughs> Hulk. Uh, they are playing this weekend. Loving all the huge noise coming out of those guys. I mean, it's a two-piece and, you know, so much massive riffs coming from two people. It works, yeah. doesn't it? So, yeah, check them out. Uh, they're going to be playing locally. So, uh, music news, music news. Here we go with the music news. Uh, Jingle. There we go. Um, so, I have heard about a new company called Beat Chain. Uh, so we've we've been talking about this kind of subject before. Uh, the exec so the executive behind a data management tool relied upon by global artists like Apple, uh, global giants like Apple, Facebook, Uber, and Goldman Sachs believes he's created a solution to the headaches of millions of recording artists. Uh, MDSL, which has offices, this is the company that has offices in New York, London, Paris, Gothenburg, Tokyo, and Hong Kong. It currently manages over twelve billion dollars of technologically ex- technology expenses. Uh, annually that is 12 billion annually that's ridiculous so uh, the firm has kind of basically just turned its eye towards the music industry Um, uh, Ben Mendoza the beat chain uh, head said I wanted to turn my attention to the music industry because I believe there will be some radical changes to the way it approaches being successful Um, the firm offers artists and their representatives AI driven services which include automated fan growth on social platforms, A&R insights, social media uh, management, event promotion, and real-time online ad bidding. So uh, this offering for straight to artists, beat chain, and a business to business. So that'd be like major independent labels, uh, managers and promoters. Uh, That'd be fan coder. So it's all led by sort of uh, data scientists, artificial intelligence uh, degree holders and machine learning experts and senior music industry professionals. Basically, what they're doing is they are helping artists to outsource uh, the social media targeting side of their business. So, um, you know, you know, when you put on a on a Facebook advert or something like this, uh, you have to sort of choose when it's going out who it's going to and where it's going to be placed uh, in the marketplace. So in, in terms of that could be geographically, demographically, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which when you aren't a degree holding AI or, you know, a behavioral scientist is kind of confusing to have to do. It's just that there is like, okay, what is my audience? Mm-hmm. You know, am I 45 year old women or, you know, am I, you know, uh, just young people who listen to X, Y, Z, you know, it, how do I figure that out? So this is kind of a way for people to outsource uh, that job. Does that sound like something good to you? Yeah. Now, I what this sounds to me, as we've talked about the 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 threat in effect. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> the band threaten. Check out one of our older episodes for that one. Cool, Rocky. So essentially, that that massive failure there came from. A uh, record label saying, come back when you've got so many likes on your page. Mm-hmm. 
um, and the musicians fought back by going, well, we'll buy our likes. Yep. So then we can get, you know, back in the day it was buffering up your like your 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 like count. Um, so then you have a few more, that, but you've still got a following. And mm. but then when that gets exhausted, then you end up with a band that have no following that do a UK tour. But the threatened thing is that it's bots. I mean, it's, yeah. you get non-real but, followers. <laughs> but this is the next. I say that that whole thing of buying likes is outdated because as they proved that those bots didn't mean, go to shows. They, no, they mean nothing. And if you just turn up to it and played a gig to a bunch of toasters, it would be weird. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, I want to do that. That's a very Andy Warhol thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it doesn't matter if you've got 10,000 followers on your page, if there's nobody at your gig, no. who cares? So what this is, is going, well, you still buy your likes, but they're real people and they're using a more integrated system to go, we'll give you likes, but they'll be real people. Yeah, and because we'll just use the use the technology the we right have targeting. to be able to point someone who goes, I want to listen to a rockabilly band play original music hmm. that's really cool. And I'm trying to think of something to be really specific here, and has a left-handed drummer. <laughs> and they go, Ah, uh, we've got just the crowd over here yeah, for you, cramps. Josh. Do you oh, want to just get us to uh, yeah do that and then jump? The interesting thing here is ad bidding, um, which I think has become a bigger part of the music industry that we are part of. Um, if you think about ad bidding, is basically just you're trying to get a space in someone's view. Oh, um, okay. So, um, uh, but you know, somebody like us, where we're just like, oh, I'll put a five pound ad bid on. Um, that doesn't really get you the biggest space. Whereas if you are going with somebody like, um, you know, Beat Chain or, you know, that's a big company that mm. has its fingers in many advertising pies, they'll be a little bit more persuasive to get your music in front of people. I found a lot of artists through Facebook ads, uh, yeah. like Blue Lab Beats. I hadn't heard of them uh, until they sort of popped up on my page and I was like, oh man, they're actually really, really, really good. Yeah. I didn't know about certain albums coming out until a Facebook advert came up, like yeah. John Hopkins' uh, and it was, it was Immunity, I think, is the most recent album. Um, and Emerald Rush came up in, in, a, in a video on Facebook. I clicked on that and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. And so, I mean, that a little bit of, of, of revenue space just on my phone. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's basically where your money's going when you're, when you're making a... You're buying a part you're making of someone's screen. Exactly. So you put it like that, that sounds really weird. It's quite creepy, yeah. isn't it? But I mean... It, that's kind of what these companies are for and and that's where we kind of need to outsource it's it's because mm. what kind of buying power do we have as small time ad buyers when there's companies like this that are buying bulk huge amounts of ads yeah. and we are getting a small percentage of, of what they do but because they are buying these ad spaces bulk from these you know basically content providers like facebook well yeah. um See, Facebook aren't content providers, are they? They're just publishers. Right. Uh, so yeah. there's, there's two different things. There's content providers. So, so, so if you imagine that the the digital marketplace is like a newsstand, um, there'd be things like, um, I don't know. So if you're a YouTube create, a curator or cur creator, yeah. then you would be the magazine's on that stand yeah. if you were making an article you would be a magazine on that stand if you're a podcast uh, that has uh, a show on itunes and can be reviewed mm -hmm. and also you can subscribe on youtube uh, and also you know you know just download it every once in a while you love it um called the harley and josh show we would be a magazine on the newsstand right. the newsstand itself would be facebook, facebook. instagram yeah. youtube um so they don't actually have any kind of liability when it comes to the content that's on there. Yeah. Um, that's some, I think it's, it's two, section 230 of, of some kind of massive law thing <laughs> that I'm not versed on. Section 230 of some massive law thing. That sounds, yeah, yeah, exactly. Legit, yeah. Apparently it's a thing. Um, but so when, so when these companies are basically uh, like, like Facebook, Instagram, they are um, the people in contact with somebody like BeatChain. Uh, BeatChain will go to the newsstand and sort of yeah. buy shelves, if that makes sense. So, uh, but lots of blocks, whereas we would buy just a, a space for one magazine. Yeah. And that's not going to get as much spread as like a big company like that. So, yeah, I think it, it will be useful. I have not checked up the pricing for it yet, though. So, I, you know, it'd be really interesting what, to hear what you guys think. Uh, you can give us a tweet and give us a comment on any of the Instagram posts and all this kind of stuff just to let us know what you think. Should it is that something that it would be useful to a musician? I think it would. I think it's the... I'm not asking you. I'm asking these people. Well, Let's listen. 
Go on, say something. Oh, I don't think he wants to say anything. No. He or she. Go on. I mean, I think, comment then. Come on then. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> comment people comment on. below in the description and stuff and thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's I, I think that's, you know, that's music news for this week. So I say thank you for the music news. Here's our next section. This morning. Jingle. Stuff. I thought about <laughs> things you like. <laughs> I, I, remember I shouted jingle at the last time you yes, said you something. I'm a, that's, that, that's my catchphrase. Yeah, it's the way for me to remember that I'm supposed to make a jingle out of it. Jingle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about the role of the record company. Yeah. In it's the music business one. now. Yeah. So uh, on this kind of same thing that we've just been talking about and where social media is involved in that. So what in your words what is a record company what what is the dictionary definition of a record company well i don't have a dictionary in my head i'm afraid however um i believe that it's much the same as beat chain where it's kind of where you outsource things that you don't want to do as a band to another yeah. company so the record labels can be part of so many things you can get um you know just the basic things recording yeah. and engineering as well as distribution whereas nowadays you get those things like 360 deals where they take uh they take mm. a cut from your tour and your bookings and everything in between including your publishing and your rights and they have control over what what shows you do as well exactly so it's 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 kind of it's become a management thing but it's also involved in a and r so it'd be finding new artists which i think has been the most under attack uh part of a record label yeah. in the most recent years anyway so yeah let me just give you a, a quick little kind of rundown of uh the sort of the, the unfortunate history of of the uh of the major labels because uh, yeah we found out that the first ever um record label uh technically is columbia which was started in 1887 wow from a gramophone company of course so yeah makes sense doesn't brought it? out from that um but you know they've been sort of flying high ever since because they had the industry kind of cornered it's just like you know if people wanted to buy some music then they would go to a company that was just distributing music so um so let me have a look here so there's 131 years ago that columbia was started up um but so up until about 1999, everything's growing great with sort of six major. Yeah. Uh, a major. Can uh, you name them? Oh, uh, Crikey, Polygram, Sony, uh, Time Warner. Warner. Um, BMG. BMG. Uh, Universal. Universal, that's it. There and Virgin. Oh, used to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't know if they're still going. EMI. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, so you get to 1999 uh, this, uh, and Napster comes out. <laughs> CD sales halved. Metallica's enemy. Exactly. <laughs> Napster. Um, sales halved between 2000 and 2008. Completely halved of CDs. Mm. Um, and between 1999 and 2014, the industry lost almost 40% of its revenue thanks to streaming. Uh, in 2015, though, growth rose significantly for the first time since the late 90s and hasn't slowed since. Uh, revenue itself, though, in 2017 stood at £13 billion, which is only two-thirds of its 99 peak. 1999, wow. it was three times higher than that. So that's, you know, £40 billion industry. Um, but uh, so market growth, uh, it's, it's not really been... It, it's the thing because labels have been a little bit bad at, at bringing on new technology like yeah. the mp3 yeah mtv and the cd they took ages to That's adopt it because they knew that things before that were working well for them That's so, it. Yeah. and i guess you hear all these stories of these record labels and their their job is to make money i mean the idea of any business is to make money really uh but then you hear of people being caught at the short end of of, of that stick yeah you know so, I mean, so now that, that basically brings us to today and we have, so we've got streaming now, yeah. which has sh shaken up the uh, the record companies quite a lot because it has messed with release schedules. Yeah. So if you think about it, like you can release uh, a, a track up on Spotify and not have to get it out to all the shops and then plug for people to go to those shops. You can literally just release single after single after single after single after single. If you wanted to, you could release the whole album, um, you know, uh, in bits before the actual album was there which i 
because it doesn't cost you anything for shelf space. You're just literally just, you, mm. you pay an aggregator, you have your, your music up there on streaming service, and it's there. One of my uh, favourite artists of, of modern day, singer called Sigrid, she hasn't had an album. She's been going for, dare I say, three or four before. years. Yeah, uh, she, she had a, a five-song EP and then just released singles after single, uh, which is great, but I'd like an album. Yeah, so it depends. That's me being old school. Yeah, so that's what record companies are good for is for finding people like you that need a certain product, Mm. um, which we don't quite have as knowledge as just artists. So you need that kind of stuff. But the real competition for record labels now, because of that kind of thing that's needed, is to find people and what they like. The competition is actually Instagram, Facebook, and and Snapchat. Yeah. Because uh, there's obviously competition for talent, but they've always prioritized competition. Uh, for the ears and the eyeballs of the consumer because um, we live in a kind of attention economy. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of harder for record labels to grab people's hearts and minds when there are so many creators that can go straight to the um, the public, yeah. their, their, their given market. Well, that's it. You talk, let's say, back in the day, the record labels would pay for the recording, whereas it's so... Well, the price of recording has dropped significantly to what it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's so easy for someone to get the equipment, equipment, uh, equipment get words. the stuff themselves. Yeah. And yeah. much easier. You're learn right. how to do it themselves or go to a, you know, you think about what's how, how much it costs for some studios nowadays. They halve what they, what they used to be back in the day. Yeah. Because you don't need to, buy a big reel of tape unless you know you're just like and want to go to the amazing sugar rays yeah of then course different story but it's that's different isn't it know. but the thing is like it used to be driven by sort of the low cost high ticket price of a cd yeah or or a vinyl you can literally just pay pennies to get something printed if you're doing a lot of cds or a mm. lot of vinyl and then still charge 12 quid yeah um for it which what love labels labels used to do which kind of bloated the marketplace a bit um and it sort of led to like hysterical bidding wars um big advances so you know the one yeah. million pound record deal um and lots of waste as well so you'd be left over with loads of cds and things and yeah. i think the the public now has gotten wise to the fact of you can buy cheap, sell high. Mm. Um, whereas now that you know that it doesn't take a huge amount of money to record something and release it, you know, it doesn't take you hundreds and hundreds of pounds, hundreds of thousands of pounds to print loads of CDs because you can record it in your bedroom and you can get it straight onto Spotify for 50 quid a year maybe. Yeah. Um, so um, and apparently the one of the sort of nails for the for the was not a coffin, but you know, <laughs> like yeah. the lid is on. Um, the we don't really need labels because most of the time uh, people are making more money on live work. So uh, Mm. apparently in 2011, people spent more on live music than recorded music for the first time since the invention of the gramophone. And it has been rising ever since. So the live industry just makes more money than the recorded industry. So lots more people are just like, oh, why do I need a label? I just need a booking manager. It is an interesting concept of how you describe to someone of how original music musician makes money because mm. you do a gig to sell your your merch and your and your music but then you use your music to get people to come to your gigs yeah it is it's a, a weird, vicious cycle it is it? a cycle that yeah. kind of hopefully goes on and mm. that actually brings on um you spoke about a, another uh, uh company called fancoder yeah uh, looking on their website it's got a whole bit about what they do but they've they've got a four step of mu- music fans mm-hmm. uh, and they say new fans uh, how they'd be on YouTube or Facebook or social media. Right. They might like your page, follow your music. Uh, a follower, you know, they'll do those, but they'll also listen to your music on Spotify. Mm. The next step up, you've got a concert goer, is someone who, you know, follows your music on YouTube and on Facebook and listens to it on Spotify, but also goes to your gigs. Mm. And then you've got the super fan who will follow you, will share mm. your your uh, your music and will also wear your merchandise and buy your merchandise. And that's the sort of where, where the super fans and where the lifelong uh, people you want to follow you yeah. are. And you want to find them. So you yeah. use an app like that. And these companies hopefully will find you. Exactly. Them. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, there's labels like Backwater Records, like we were talking about earlier, who represent Warwaves. And that's yeah. Steve Mann, he's a local guy. And also Anti-Gen with Jason Whittaker, who's yeah. been, you know... They are people that pile their their heart and soul yeah. uh, into their work and to these bands 
don't make money off them mm. um but are so passionate about it that they just don't they don't care about the money they're literally just doing it for the music and for the fans yeah um which is the the best side of the recording industry yeah. it's just the people that you meet that really do care that the music gets to someone because it might change their life um mm. so those kind of labels are so needed but uh, then you end up sort of com you, you can compare the record industry to a boutique store on the high street like st nicholas street in ipswich mm. which like tucked between a mega store yeah. like apple and google so if you imagine that like you know you've got this record label that's got these real nice like bespoke music yeah um but then you've got tesco right next door that's like selling it's like F and F. Selling yeah. You know, selling uh, the last year's X Factor contestants. Exactly. So but um because they've got all the other stuff that people need in there. So people like, you know, the Facebook Facebook is kind of like the most visited uh website. Yeah. So um you've got to kind of compete with something like that. And and when you're a smaller business, uh it's getting harder and harder and harder. Even though that we have been given the freedom of an internet space, uh it's still getting overpowered by major companies. So yeah. Um I, I think personally just to sort of to put my view on it mm -hmm. um i think small record labels are needed um for people yeah. like our level to uh get a good first couple releases out and to have a good working knowledge of a release schedule and a release cycle and to just sort of help those record labels out as well yeah. as well as your own business and then from then on you can make your own label out of these kind of um out of these experiences that you have release your own music and then you you're a little bit more business savvy and you've got a little and, bit more of a protective barrier around you and have the contacts as well uh yeah. i do think you know one advantage you get from these labels is is the, their contacts their contacts and mm. the people they know they can put you through the channels that you wouldn't otherwise have available to you exactly so yeah anyway i thought that was very very fun interesting chat what do you guys think uh get us get involved get in contact let us know what you want us to talk about uh and your views on things so far um i've been enjoying our little music industry chats it's been yeah, loads of fun they're great yeah um, I say a squirrel in a sauna told me that you're not uh, a bass legend until you've played on top of a roof. So, are there any bands playing on top of any roofs this weekend coming? Um, no. <laughs> um, I can't think of any. Let me just check the grapevine. There we go. <laughs> and to, like, while you're checking that, I wanted to do a quick shout out uh, to everybody that joined in on our Facebook game this week. There were some really great band names coming out because we did the whole. Um, Nothing. Well, nothing at all. Good Lord. Well, you know, you, what you can do, though, Harley, look at this. You can make the grapevine look like a roof. Uh -huh. And there's a band on the front cover that look like they're playing. I wish it said Jeff Ro how, the front was Jeff Rotile so I could say Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> oh, wait. He He's a place of flautists on the roof, you fool. Um, anyway. Flool. Uh, uh, flail. Um, so, yeah, just a quick thing. Thanks to Adam Prowse for the idea for the, yes. uh, for the, for the game. This was brilliant. So it was write your favourite band name backwards with no vowels and let others guess. Are there any that you didn't get? Uh, loads. Oh, cool. Loads. Let's let's have a look. But so um, I got. But it's difficult to read them out <laughs> over the air. So, so 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 go on the page and and see if you can answer any ones that haven't been named. Yeah. So um, I I'm trying to look at who did the best one though. Um, <sighs> I keep reading the B's as D's because they're backwards. I keep. Reading them wrong. <laughs> Again, dys dyslexic. Um, I like Rob Lewis's one, all right? That's, that's, that, that's the one I'm going to go for. Just sk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is kiss. Of course, <laughs> backwards. Of course. And also the one he put underneath, which was s, which was Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many vowels to leave out so yeah get involved in that that's loads of fun to be, to be doing that that's on our instagram as well we're at lockerbillies um we'll do a new game this weekend uh but yeah just keep keep getting involved um so that brings us on to el giglisto um you got some gigs that you want to plug this weekend um, I have got a very busy weekend with Charter. I don't want to play footsie with you this mm, Touch me. So I am playing this Friday with uh, well, I've got three gigs in a row with Chart Attack. Whoa! We're playing Friday at the newly named Whiff Waff. Uh, Grand Central. Grill. Yeah, what used what to Grand be Central. what used to be Grand Central is now Whiff Waff. We are going to be playing there, and I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. Uh, we are at the Victory in Mersey Island on Saturday. Cool. That'd be a nice early one, and then we're also playing at the Shamrock on the Sunday. Uh, Polly Haynes what, lives in Mersey Islands. So you might be able to get her she? down. Oh, drop her a line. Make yeah, sure yeah. see what she is about. Yeah, cool. Um, what was on Sunday, sorry? Uh, Sunday, we are playing at the Shamrock. Oh, right, in town. Yes, but not before. We will be doing our um, 
Rock Project Adults live show yes. at the railway, which I'm really looking forward to. I'll be so there. that's in the uh, afternoon, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that's going to be loads of fun. I think it's a one o'clock start. That one o'clock start, and that's uh, some of our students' first gig. Yes. I oh yeah, it'll be their first gig for a few of them. Some yeah. Some of them. Yeah. So, so that's that's a big deal. Pop along. Uh, you know, there's not any other music going on at that time, so you can go on to see some more live music afterwards. But show your support for some exactly. really great, uh, great students, some really good musicians as well. Exactly. They're absolutely. Uh, they worked really hard for this, so I, I was going to be looking luck, forward guys. to seeing it. Yeah, um, I'm going to rock it through the gig list as yeah. we've got one more song to play by Horrible Dolphins. Um, but the gig to go to this Friday is the farewell gig from Warwaves. 100%. That's featuring Radio Orwell, Goldbloom and Sleepwell. They're all wonderful bands yeah. and it's cheap entry, so get in. That's at the Smokehouse this uh, Friday, December 7th. Um, I won't say what else is going on December 7th because I just want you people to go to that gig. Yeah. Um, uh, December 8th, which is Saturday, we've got Dead Soul Winterfest. So Darren's putting that one on uh, nice. Saturday, 8th of December. It's uh, from 6 o'clock at the Black Horse in Ipswich. Black you've Horse, got right. Aluna, um, Elder Seer, Kursk, uh, Consecration, A Bride for the Ferryman, and Spider Vein. So loads of really good metal bands for that one. Sweet. And cheap entry, as per usual. Um, December 8th, also the Saturday night, we've got Ashton Jones and his soul funk quintet. That's huge. He doesn't play in Ipswich much, and he's got a great band. What do you mean it's huge? There's only five of them. <laughs> that's a big word. Though that's oh, uh, yeah, that's the, the word itself though. is quite huge, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's say Saturday at eight o'clock at the steamboat, so that'll be proper round and that'll awesome. be sweaty and funky. So check that out, December 8th. Uh, that's Ashton Jones and his cell phone quintet. Uh, also on Saturday, uh, there's some noisy stuff going on at the smokehouse. We've got Italian books, uh, excuse me, dystopian sound collective, uh, our friend Tim. Uh, Talking Sleeve, Beard Effects, Two Blind Mice, The Four O'Clock Robots, and that's all sort of like electronica stuff. So if nice, you want some man. interesting soundscapes, get onto the Smokehouse this Saturday. Uh, also Saturday, we've got Crooked State, Karma House, and Kulk. So who we played earlier, if you yeah. enjoyed your sort of two-piece stonery, rockery, grungery, uh, that's at the Queen Street Brew House in Colchester on the 8th. Uh, also on in Colchester on December 8th, we've got musicians supporting the Homeless Charity, um, which is Horrible Dolphins are doing a set for that one. So I'm hopefully going to go down to see that one. Uh, that's Denial Twist, and that's at Three Wise Monkeys as well. Uh, and also on Sunday, just one more plug, uh, we got the Rock Project adults returning to the railway. So if you want to see some people's first ever gigs, check that out. Please do, yeah. And in the meantime, please subscribe to us, mate. Find us on YouTube, on Facebook, iTunes, iTunes, all of the big ones. Just search Harley and Josh Show, nice and easy. Yes, mate. And let us know what you want us to talk about next week. We yeah. love you and stuff, innit? Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Mobile phones controlling our brains. Don't you get the feeling that we're out of control?